I want to take you to Romans, the 8th chapter, and we're going to read the first, second, the first and second verse. These verses can be uh, quoted by most of everybody here. Uh, they're, they're not new, but um, uh, we want to read from them as a springboard for our message today. He said, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. The second verse is what we're going to be mainly focusing on. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Let us pray. Father, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege of being in your house today. I ask God for your presence and anointing to rest with us as we attempt to minister, God, uh, uh, from your word today. Strengthen every heart, lift every burden, supply every need, and everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name, let the church say, you can be seated. Hallelujah. This well-known passage of Scripture that we read here from the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Rome is very powerful when you view it in its full context. Scriptures uh, in the 8th chapter of Romans are some of my personal favorites of the New Testament and Paul's writings. Uh, But for the sake of this message today and the... uh, the uh, the point that I would like to, to get across to you today, I want to uh, read or quote that second verse one more time, and I want to paraphrase it by putting it this way, if he will put it up on uh, uh, the screen. Hallelujah. Amen. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Uh, now, there's one more before that. This is the paraphrase of it. For the law of the spirit of life we have in Christ Jesus has rescued me from the law of sin and death. For the law of the spirit of life we have in Christ Jesus. Now I have read the original on here and uh, of the Greek. And when I went to Bible college, I learned just enough Greek to be dangerous. But this is, in essence, what Paul is saying here, the way that I've got it paraphrased. The law of the spirit of life we have in Christ Jesus has rescued me, hallelujah, from the law of sin and death. And with that thought in mind, I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, Rescued from the Rubbish of My Life. Rescued from the Rubbish of My Life. Church, in other words today, the spirit of life that you received in Christ has rescued you from from the bondage of the rubbish of your life. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And I believe every one of us, amen, have had some rubbish in our life. I believe every one of us has got some things, amen, that we had rather not discuss and rather not talk about. Hallelujah. And you know, when it comes to us being apart from Christ, really, amen, my life is really not very valuable apart from Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. My life is really not valuable at all except for what he has done for me. Can somebody say amen? Amen. We don't need to focus, amen, on what our talents are or what we can do because when it gets down to it, amen, we are nothing, amen, except what we are through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. There's been times in my life I have found myself where the world that I have built, the tower, and you probably recognize that picture right there on the screen. Hallelujah. I believe that as we go through life that we all, amen, erect towers of our life. It depends on what your particular walk of life is. Amen. And the kind of tower you might build would be different than mine. But we all have built things in our life, amen, by going out out on our own and doing the things that we would want to do or like to do but we find a lot of times that the things that we have erected and the things that we have built all of a sudden without warning has come crashing down upon us and we find ourselves trapped in need to be rescued and I don't know about you but I'm glad at the times that Jesus has heard my cry and come and rescued me can you say praise the Lord Hallelujah. I want to relate a true story to you at this time. A 31-year-old woman by the name of Janelle, and I hope I pronounced her last name correctly, Guzman, I believe is how you pronounce it. She was 31-year-old. She was the last of four people caught into the breeze of the twin towers to be found alive on 9-11. After the planes hit the World Trade Center, Janelle was descending a staircase from the 64th floor of the North Tower. Steel beams weakened to their breaking point. Solid concrete became pulverized, but somewhere her body was her body found an air pocket. Her right leg was pinned under heavy concrete pillars. Her head was caught between stacks of wreckage. But somehow, by the grace of God, she was still alive. And think of this. After that ordeal, having all of those things come crashing down upon her, and in the condition that she was in, and her body being pinned and her leg bent back. For 27 hours, Janelle laid trapped and seriously injured. In recent months before the attack, Janelle had started attending church, a church there that some of you will probably recognize the name by their choir. She began, had been attending the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Amen there. And she was trying, amen, to turn her life around. 
amen, and make a change with your life. So while she was stuck there with me now in the rubble, she started to pray. Amen. And she prayed to um, the pain and all of the agony she was going that she would go off into to a sleep. And when she woke up, amen, still trapped, she began to pray more. That went on for, amen, for 27 hours. Shortly after noon on Wednesday on the 12th, she heard voices. She screamed as loud as she could. I'm here. Hey, I'm right here. A rescue worker responded. Can you see the light? She did not see no light. So she took a piece of concrete small enough to hold in her hand and she banged it against a broken stairway that was up over her head, which, by the way, that metal staircase was what shielded, amen, everything from coming down and crushing the life out of her. She was started banging, amen, upon that, amen. And while she was doing that, they went to the sound of that bagging. And then finally she stuck her hand, amen, through a crack that came open, amen, and a rescue worker got a hold Amen of her hand and grabbed her hand and she heard a voice that said, I've got you. Amen. Janelle said, Oh God, thank you. And then it for the next 20 minutes, which seemed, amen, like 20 days, amen, of digging. But after that, she finally was free. Hallelujah. That was a terrible situation, amen, in our nation's history and a terrible time. Oh, but I think about the times in my life, amen, that things had crumbled down around me, amen, and my world had seemed to fall apart. Hallelujah. And I was trapped and couldn't free myself. Somebody needs to hear this word today. Hallelujah. Finally, hallelujah. One day, I heard the voice of Jesus say, I've got you. Hallelujah. I've got you. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. When you're trapped and you're bound and you can't move and you got no way out, there's no sweeter words than to hear Jesus say, I've got you. Churches may condemn you. Preachers may try to preach you in the hell. But Jesus all the way through has said, I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. Give God praise. There's people here today under the sound of my voice. You think back, and you can think just at the right moment, you heard the voice of the Lord say, I've got you. I'm not going to let you go. It's going to be all right. Because you see, in many ways, Janelle Guzman represents the plight of most people in this world today. We are buried under an enormous amount of spiritual rubbish and debris which has come crashing down on top of us. Janelle's situation was not of her own making. 
she had nothing to do with that uh, jet airplane that came crashing into her building early that morning. So her situation was not by her choice. But our bondage, listen to me now, our bondage many times is created by our own decisions and bad choices. Hallelujah. We take that first drink just to be sociable or we have a need to unwind, amen, and have some fun at the end of a long, hard work week. So we try that joint as it's passed to us, amen, at the party that we're at. Or this thing could be, or that thing could be. Amen. Anyway, amen, we begin to make series of bad and wrong choices. Hallelujah. But I'm glad today that Jesus Christ, he said, he did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And I believe the church should go back and remember that and begin to preach that once again. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes... Life, when life is going good in our own personal tower of life, we have created, but then all at once, just like the twin tires, it all comes crashing down on top of us. And we are crushed by the very weight of the things that at one time gave us pleasure. Come on, think about it. But the bad part is we have no hope of freeing ourselves. We are truly stuck in need for someone to rescue us before it is eternally and everlastingly too late. Hallelujah. Remember the scripture I said again in Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death or it has rescued us. I want to tell you today that if you feel like that you are, are trapped, that things have crashed down, have crashed down all around you, I want you to know something. Call out to Jesus. Just like Janelle did that day, call out to him. Then reach out, hallelujah. He'll take your hand, hallelujah. And he won't push you further down, but he's there to rescue you. He's there to bring you hope, hallelujah. Amen. As I said before, I'll say it again. The only hope that this country that you and I have today is a hope in Jesus Christ. It's the only hope. I want to talk just a little bit about the law of sin and death. Hallelujah for the first point of my message. It said he has rescued us from the law of sin and death. What is, that? what is exactly that law of sin and death? What does that mean? What is that that Jesus came to rescue us from? Now, I know it's something that we don't think about as we go about building the towers, towers of our daily lives. Lives we have created with no consideration no inclusion or foreknowledge or thought of God or his word. And because God is not a focus of our life many times, it's hard for us to think of ourselves as being lost or being sinners. We have, we have been deceived by Satan into thinking that all is well, life is good. And as long as we are not hurting anyone no, or uh, nothing, 
Nothing is wrong with what I'm doing. Why you may want life in the life that we are created. Hallelujah. I have been called by the bedside of many people. Amen. In the over 40 years that I've been ministering. Hallelujah. They, they thought everything was fine. Life was going good. They wasn't hurting nobody, wasn't doing nobody no, no harm at their thought. And so everything was good. But then all of a sudden, things become crashing down all around. I'm going to tell you something today. Whether or not you understand it or not, your life can totally change in a moment's time. That really hit home for us when I got the message and heard my wife had been in that car wreck that morning and that they actually had to life flight her to Vanderbilt. And then for the next 30 days, everything that we went through from that point, your life can change in a moment's time. But I'm here to tell somebody today to let you know if you feel the weight of the world pressing against you, crushing down upon you. Jesus is here for one purpose, and that's to rescue you, to give you hope. I still believe we, can, we got hope in this country. I still believe what the Word said, that he said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. It's still in the Word, and I still believe it. But you know what? Talking about towers and walls that people build, I, I just got to say this also, that there are some people who have built walls and towers of religion. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people go get so, so caught up in working for God that they forget God. Hallelujah. I make it a point, and and the men, the young men that that so far has come up on, on, under me, I tried to drive this one point home because I see this, and I've read the testimonies and heard men who have burnt out and who have gotten themselves in a in a bad way and finally got out got out of the ministry. There is a world of people that so get so tied up into doing the work that they feel like God's called them to do, they, they forget about their relationship with God. I want to tell you today, even if it is a calling, even if God has laid a gift in your life, no calling or no gift is to ever go above your personal relationship. Hallelujah. Ministers get to the point and place that the only time they open their Bible to read their Bibles is when they're preparing a message to preach. And that should never be the case. Hallelujah. You don't, you don't get to the point and place at the only time if you're a Sunday school teacher. You don't get to the point and place at the only time that you open your Bible is that you're working on next Sunday Sunday school lesson for the Sunday school class. Hallelujah. What I am trying to tell you, folks, that your relationship with your personal relationship with Jesus goes above every other thing. There's nothing no more important 
than your personal relationship. Hallelujah. But there is a law that comes with sin. Sin never enters into your life alone. Consequences always travels with sin. And those consequences are kept secret by the peddler of sin. Who's the peddler of sin? Satan, hallelujah. He keeps those things secret until he has you in his grips and you find yourself laying there trapped after it all has crumbled in on top of you. James chapter 1, verses 13 and 15. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Hallelujah. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Now look at this here. Look at, watch this. Then when lust has conceived, here we go, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That's the law of sin and death. It's lust, sin, and death. Hallelujah. It all leads to death. But Jesus Christ, hallelujah, he came to rescue you from that. And that is glorious. And that is wonderful. That's the law of sin and death. Sin always leads to death. There's never a good ending when it comes to sin. It makes you feel good while it is taking control of you, but the tower of sin, hallelujah, is never built to stand. Come on. It will always, sooner or later, comes crashing down on top of you, leaving you trapped and being crushed by its weight of guilt and despair. Now, I am going to finish up this message by one final point. I want to talk about the risk for your rescue. The risk for your rescue. Every time somebody is rescued from something, somebody usually puts her own self in danger. In a moment, I'm going to talk about the risk Jesus took for your rescue. This is another picture from 9-11 that many may recognize. It brings us to the need of this rescue. Hallelujah. Amen. On September the 11th, Upon learning that the World Trade Center had been hit by the first two jetliners, Mikhail Judge was his last name. He was a chaplain for the New York City Fire Department. He rushed to the site. He was met by Rudolph Giuliani, the, the mayor of uh, New York City at the time. And when he got there, the mayor went to him and asked him to pray for the city and the victims. He kneeled down at that very spot and he began to pray over bodies that he could see already laying on the streets. This was before the towers fell. Bodies were already laying on the streets, bodies that had came out of the jetliners when they hit the building. 
people who were jumping from 60 and 70 stories up because the fire was so hot they couldn't stand it. And every so often, if you've ever watched and heard the video, you could hear clumps and clumps and clumps where people were jumping to their death. He began to kneel and to pray for the city and to pray for those that already had uh, lost their their lives. Uh, and then he went into the lobby of the World Trade Center, the North Tower, where an emergency command post had been organized. And there he continued offering aid, helping people coming down wounded and praying for the rescuers and for those injured and praying and then those that were dead. Then all of a sudden, this chaplain, when the South Tower began to collapse at 9.59 a.m., the debris from that tower that was collapsed began to rush in and fly through from the north, uh, from that other tower into the lobby area. I mean, it was just like a barrage of scrapnel that came in as that other tower was crumbling down and killing most of the people that was inside of that lobby, including uh, Mikhail Judge. He sacrificed his life attempting to help and rescue others. And, of course, the picture that we have is a picture of the men carrying his lifeless body out from that. And that brings us to our need for rescue. There is a saying about sin, which I've used the saying before. I'm going to use it again. That sin will always take you further than you want to go. It will keep you longer than what you really wanted to stay. And most of all, it will cost you much more than you could ever possibly repay. Right now, we find ourselves covered and trapped by the world we have created that has crumbled down around us. We need to be rescued. We are powerless to help ourselves. There is only one able to help us, and he gave his life so we could be rescued. He went in. Amen. He did more. Amen. He knew he was born in this world to die, and he went willingly. Hallelujah. Amen. And he gave his life. They didn't take it, but he gave it. Hallelujah. Amen. He laid it down. Hallelujah. So you could be rescued. Hallelujah. Let me ask you this question. If I'm laying under rubble and trapped, and if you're under rubble and trapped this morning, and you hear the voice of the one risking his life to rescue you, why won't you reach out and take his hand? Oh, Lord. Galatians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Grace be to you and peace from God, the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Who gave himself for our sins. Could I paraphrase again and say, who gave himself for our rescue. 
that he might deliver us from the present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. I got one more scripture that I'm going to read. Then we're going to close. John chapter 8, verses 34 and 36. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. Folks, even if we don't want to admit it, we all have been needing the past, and if you live long enough, in the future, you will be in need of a rescue. Jesus is the only one capable of giving us the rescue we need to dig us out from under all of the stuff and the rubbish of life that I said a few minutes ago, many times we, we create ourselves. But he does not look at that. He does not consider that. And he's not here to judge, but to save, but to rescue. I'm glad Jesus Christ rescued me. And if there is anybody under the sound of my voice this morning, I'm fixing to open up the altars. If you just need to come and you, you feel a need after hearing the word, and you want to say, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we need to be like uh, Dottie uh, Rambo's song, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I just come to talk to you, Lord. Sometimes we just need to let them know, Lord, I thank you for rescuing me. Hallelujah. I know. The reason why I know this uh, this statement is true that I'm fixing to make because I'm one of them. I know there are people in this room right here this morning that wouldn't even be alive living on planet Earth if God hadn't rescued you. Hallelujah. He protected you. He kept you. Hallelujah. 